Hey there, welcome to The Dietitian Project, a podcast where I have real, gritty, and honest conversations about the role of a dietitian and provide practical, empowering advice for finding your passion within the field, improving your job satisfaction, and building financial freedom. I'm your host, Krista Kologesic. I'm a fellow dietitian and passionate business coach, helping you turn your dreams from vision into reality. With this podcast, my goal is to foster a community of open-minded, forward-thinking dietitians and future dietitians who are committed to furthering the profession through entrepreneurship. I regularly interview inspirational dietitians who are doing things differently and pursuing new and exciting career paths. I'm so thrilled to have you here with me. Let's jump in. So before I get started with this episode, I do want to talk about an exciting free training coming up next week, which is August 25th to the 27th of 2020. It is a free three-day dietitian business boot camp. Now, if you're listening to this episode after the fact, don't worry about it. Make sure to join my email list on thedietitianproject.com to get the latest updates on other free trainings that you can join in the future. So let me talk a little bit about this three-day business bootcamp. So basically how it works, each day from August 25th to the 27th, I will be providing you with a new video module and a workbook that you can access on your own time. So you're going to get an email from me each morning with directions on how to access the content. And so day one's topic is money-making marketing. So how do we utilize platforms like social media, our website to attract our dream clients? Uh, Day two is all about defining your, I call it make profit, not pennies offer, which is all about how do we come up with a package that people are really lining up to pay for? And then number three is all about authentic sales strategies. So what is the strategy that we have in place to make sure that we're actually getting clients? Um, And, you know, I think that one of the biggest misconceptions here is that if we build it, they're just going to come. But that's just not the case. We need to put in some active effort in order to make that happen. So that's what day three is all about. Uh, Plus, I'm throwing in something else to sweeten the deal. The person who invites the most friends will win access to my social media bootcamp course, which is priced at $179. So you get that for free, which is pretty great. So if you are a dietitian, you feel lost, you feel overwhelmed, you're confused when it comes to entrepreneurship, you don't want to miss this training. So make sure and sign up. Uh, You can just go to my website or the link is in the show notes, www.thedietitianproject.com. And right on the homepage, you will find the link to sign up. So let's jump into today's episode, uh, which is a really interesting one. This is all about how to define a niche. And so chances are you've probably heard the concept of defining or creating a niche for yourself, for your business. Uh, But I think you may not fully understand why it's so important or how to actually create or how to actually find your niche. And I know that because this is a really common question that I get from dietitians is, you know, I've heard that a niche is important to have, but I actually just don't really know what the first place or the first, 
the first place to start looking for one is, or how do I define what that looks like for me? I just have no idea. So why is a niche so important? Let's start off by talking about that. We're going to talk about why is a niche so important. We're going to talk about some of the misconceptions around niches. So, you know, it's too narrow or what have you. And then we're also going to talk about how do we actually start to define and refine the niche. Okay, so whether you pronounce it niche or whether you pronounce it niche, doesn't really matter, means the same thing. I pronounce it niche, so I'm sorry if niche is is really annoying for you. (laughs) Um, But niche, niche, same thing. So why is it so important to have? Um, So the very first thing to think about here is, have you ever come across someone and you've thought, wow, you know, that person is speaking directly to me. It's like they completely understand what my issues are, what I'm going through, what the questions are that that I have. They just get me. And this is really the power in having a niche and defining your target audience from that niche. So when you feel that way about somebody, it really means that you are within their niche. They are trying to communicate to you. And there's so much power that comes with that, right? Because there are so many people talking about similar topics that we want to make sure that somebody is going to land on our page or (coughs) our website, our social media, and they're going to automatically think, wow, this is something that I want to stick around for because I know that this person understands me and they can help to answer my questions and to solve my problems, right? And so this is a big one, is that when you're speaking to everyone, you're speaking to no one, right? When you're trying to be a generalist, you end up just being a generalist. And whenever somebody has an issue or has a problem or has a question that they're trying to solve in their lives, they wanna make sure that they're finding somebody who is going to be knowledgeable in the topic that they need help with, right? So. Let's say that you are um, looking to get information or advice on your irritable bowel syndrome, and you come across two different dietitians. You come across one dietitian who generalizes in nutrition, and you know they probably know a little bit about everything, or you come across somebody who specializes in irritable bowel syndrome. Which one are you going to choose? Well, chances are you're going to choose the person that's the specialist because you know that they obviously have a lot of experience and knowledge in this area, and they're going to be able to help you to, you know, solve your problems and to answer your questions. And so this is an important piece to the puzzle is really figuring out and defining what that niche is and who that person is that we are communicating to. And I've referred to it a couple times, but this whole concept of solving problems and answering questions. So those should be the main goals of any of the content that you put out there online. You are trying to solve problems and you are trying to answer questions. And if you need a little bit more clarity on this, uh, go check out my social media productivity podcast, which is episode 10. Uh, It's all about social media productivity, so how to get more done in less time. But in it, I cover this concept of, you know, answering questions and solving problems. So 
it's really only once you've done this and you've figured out your niche that you can then define who your ideal client is. And in order to be effective online, on social media, in your business, you need to make sure you have a very clear sense of who that person is. Who is that person that you are trying to communicate to, that you are trying to attract to your content, that you are trying to sell your services to? You need to know who that person is. And you can't, you don't know who that person is until you've defined your niche. So one of the questions, um, or I think one of the objections that people often have when it comes to defining a niche is this whole idea of, does a niche narrow you? Like, doesn't it narrow you? You know, what if I, I'm, I'm cutting myself off from a huge part of the population who maybe don't have IBS and, um, you know, would be wanting to see me for something else. And so what I challenge you to do is actually go through an exercise. And I have my clients go through this exercise if they're struggling with that niche narrowing process. So I want you to actually calculate the population group of your niche. Uh, I think that this is a really interesting exercise to just put things into perspective and helps you understand, you know, it's actually not that narrow, <laughs> right? So calculating the population group of your target market. So I'm going to run through an example here. My example is, let's say that my niche is women who are in their early 30s with young kids. That's my goal. I want to target women, early 30s, young kids. So I am, let's say, operating within the context of the province of Ontario. So within the province of Ontario, and this is just people within Ontario. So um, if I'm a dietitian practicing in Ontario, I might have access to other provinces as well. This really depends on where you are located, right, and your, and your current regulations. So the population of Ontario is 14.57 million people. And if you're in the US, these populations are going to be a lot larger. So Canada has a smaller population. So you might be surprised when you actually go to, to look at the population in your state. Um, so 14.57 million people. The number of females that are between the ages of 25 to 44 is 1.9 million approximately. So 1.9 million. So let's let's divide that out and let's figure out, okay, ish, how many people, how many females are around the age of 32? Well, that comes out to being about 104,000 people. So let's say that about half of those females have children. I don't know for sure, but I mean, this is supposed to be a rough estimate. It's never going to be exact. So I'm going to predict that about half of those females have children. So this is around 52,000 people. So this is 52,000 people that I potentially have access to. If I only take 10% of this population group, that's still 5,000 people. And that's only in Ontario. That is 5,000 people that, I mean, I couldn't even imagine seeing 5,000 people throughout my lifespan, right? So, and never mind the fact that this population changes every year, this population grows every year, there's new people that have kids every year, it, it's constantly changing and constantly growing. So 
So you want to make sure that you are keeping that in mind, right? That it's not having a niche does not narrow you. It focuses you and it helps you to really find that group who is super interested and super engaged in the type of content that you have to offer. Okay, so now let's start talking about how do we actually define our niche. So when it comes to building a niche, I think a lot of people think that, you know, oh, I need to start with something that's never been done before. I need to look at gaps in the market and that's where I should start. But I always suggest start with you. What is it that you are truly, truly interested in and truly, truly passionate about? What is it that you could talk about every day if you were given the choice? Who is it that you want to work with? So start off by writing a list of topics that you are the most interested in. That will help you start to narrow down your niche. A couple other ways to, or questions to ask yourself to narrow down that niche is, is there an area where you have lived or practical experience? So do you have practical experience in IBS or with picky eating kids or something along those lines? Um, Because, you know, that often is... One of the best ways to know your ideal client is if you've done it before, if you've been through it before. Uh, Next one, is there an area that you are just most drawn to, that you are compelled to, that feels right for you? Um, Is there an area that has never been done before? So is there something that you're really interested in and it happens to be new and emerging, an area where you can really demonstrate and build your subject matter expertise. So some areas that I can think of, which I'm seeing dietitians start to focus in on, are things like cannabis as it becomes legalized in different parts of the world. Uh, Sustainability, maybe personalized nutrition uh, with an emphasis on technology, a number of different things. So what if it's already been done? That might be something that you're asking yourself. What if it's already been done? What if there's other people that are talking about a similar topic? So the one thing that I have to say to that is that if it's already been done, it's never been done by you. We each have our own unique perspective and take on any any situation, any topic, right? We have our own unique perspective. And so... The way that I talk about a topic is always going to be different than the way that somebody else talks about a topic because we each come to the table with a different background. And so that's important to remember too, is that even if a topic has already been covered, it's never been done by you and that's okay. There is space for everyone. Think about how massive this world is, how many people are out there that need help that you can provide. So that's an important one to consider. Um, One exercise which can be really helpful in this area is to do an environmental scan of people who are talking about topics that are similar to what you are hoping to talk about. So I want you to actually write down and make a little list of find these people and figure out who are they targeting specifically. What is it that they are offering? What do you love about what they do? And what would you do differently? 
And the point, point here is not so that you are copying what other people do. That's actually completely opposite of the point I'm trying to make. The point is that you are able to see, are there areas that there really is a gap which you can help to fill? So I did this when I started my business coaching and I did an environmental scan and looked at, because there's other dietitians that do business coaching, uh, but I realized that there was nobody that really focused in on new entrepreneurs and teaching some of the skills around entrepreneurship and business. So this is my differentiator. And I often refer, refer to the Dietitian Project as business school for dietitians because I want to make sure that you are provided with all of the information uh, and all of the learnings that you need to become a sex successful entrepreneur. So it can be a really eye-opening experience to go through this process. And you can even look at like stylistically, you know, what, what, um, what color schemes are people using? Is there a gap there? Does it feel like everyone is targeting um, a specific age group? And you feel like there's really a gap in terms of a different age group. So what if you choose the wrong niche? So I think a lot of times there's a bit of a fear around choosing something because you don't know if it's gonna be the wrong direction. So if you choose the wrong niche, it's totally okay. Nothing happens. And sorry, there seems to be some thunder happening in the background as I'm recording this. So if you hear something in the background, I'm in the middle of a, a bit of a, a, a thunderstorm. So anyways, just makes things a little more exciting. Uh, so what if you choose the wrong niche? Well, you, you pivot and you change, right? If you choose the wrong niche, and to be honest, I don't really think that there is a wrong niche, but if you choose a niche and you feel that you're not getting traction with it, you feel that you are not even interested in it anymore, that's okay. That's totally okay. You simply pivot and you shift directions. So for me, an example from my past is that I've had a number of different food blogs and I would do them and then I would, um, you know, lose a little bit of interest in the topic and I would find my interest growing in a different area and that I wanted to pursue something different. So I went from having a dessert blog to shifting to a healthy food blog to shifting to a food blog that was focused around seasonal ingredients, which is the one that actually felt like it fit for me. So sometimes this is going to be a journey. Um, you know, you're going to start somewhere and you're going to realize, hey, you know, maybe this doesn't really work. And you just are going to keep refining it and keep refining it as um, until it feels right for you. And that's totally okay. But taking action and moving forward is always better than staying stuck and going nowhere, right? Because when we stay stuck, and we're humming and hawing and mulling over a decision for too long, then we're not really taking action, we're not really moving forward, and we're not really learning anything. Because the only way that we can really learn what might be right or what be might be wrong for us and for our business is to do it, to see what happens, and then take it from there, right? So just to wrap up, the first piece is making sure that we're actually taking the time to think about who our niche is. And this is a self-reflective process. This is, what are you interested in? What makes you feel passionately about when it comes to the topic? 
the next piece is to actually look at what does this population group look like? How big is this population group? What is the opportunity here? Are there any gaps that I can fill that I can further refine my niche to fill these gaps within the people, the space that are already talking about a similar topic? And then to take action. So instead of you know, remaining stagnant and not moving forward, it's to take action on a niche and, you know, figure it out as you go and pivot as you go. So I hope you enjoyed that. Um, if you did, make sure to leave me a rating and review on Apple Podcast or a thumbs up on YouTube. I would really appreciate that. If you think that you're ready to start a business, make sure that you're starting with a really strong foundation and you download my free business planning bundle off of my website. So just go to www.thedietitianproject.com slash free dash resources. And in it, you get a business plan workbook. You also get a social media scheduling tool. And then you also get access to my branding toolkit. So a lot of really fun things to help you start off uh, with a strong foundation when it comes to your business. And so as always, if you have any questions or if you're interested in working with me one-on-one -on -one, or as a part of my group business coaching experience, please send me an email at krista at thedietitianproject.com or slide into my DMs on Instagram at thedietitianproject. So until next time, have an 